This week's episode is brought to you in part by FNX Fit, a fitness supplements brand that can get you hooked up with all of your pre, post, during workout needs as well as other nutritional supplements. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING at fnxfit.com to get 15% off your order. I'm in a full rage, but not the rage you're thinking. Hunter, I'm in a roid rage. Oh, so this isn't the rant rage that typically fuels you. No, no, this is full, probably not anabolic, but a full steroid rage. Oh, okay. Um, you getting those gains? Uh, I'll tell you. Let me let me explain. I, I imagine you think that I've I have a juice man or a juice man <laughs> who juices me. Um, it's inaccurate. Okay. I simply had a procedure done at the dentist that didn't go. Let's say it didn't go swimmingly. There was some. They left a lot on the table. I'll just say, oh. and I had some some uncomfortabilityness in my teeth, and so in an effort to try and make my my the nerves in my teeth heal, they gave me some steroids, Hunter. They have absolutely whipped my butt. But here's the thing: when I smile, people don't recognize me anymore. Look at these. My teeth are oh my, jacked. Oh my god, who are you? Do you see your the te- muscles on these teeth? Your teeth have biceps. A lot of people are going to tell you that your teeth are not supposed to have muscles. Yeah. I just say you haven't been trying hard enough. Do you see these? I, 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 the results speak for themselves, Christopher. I mean, I, I see one of them's even got a little dumbbell, and on his heart, or I'm sorry, on his arm, there's a little heart that says mom. That's right. You know? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, follow your dreams, kids, Disney World. That follow your dreams, do steroids, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm starting to second-guess FNX Fit entirely, because yeah, the progress that I've made in six days using prescription drugs has far exceeded, for my teeth, has far exceeded any of the gains I've seen from FNX, um, where I, I haphazardly use their product and then fall directly asleep. To be, to be fair, you've only eaten, I think checks notes uh 50 packs of the gummy bears so far yeah and um, obviously i would have woke up to a solid 300 pack of their power gummies before i really feel like i've given them a fair shake yeah that's fair that makes sense to me dear listeners thank you for joining us this is carl pooling it's a show that's guaranteed 100 percent to make you lose your job and yet you come back anyway you gluttons for pain we talk about philosophy religion politics what have you all with my brother all from the shady confines of the inside of my house and his house respectively that's right it's a zoom podcast now we don't record in a car anymore because you know funding let's just say it's funding funding that makes sense hunter give the people what they want tell them why they're here hit us up with the road kill for this week please and i just i don't know what you've chosen But to pick just one thing this week must have required an incredible amount of restraint. So I'm going to commend you before you even get into it on being able to narrow such a beautiful field. Christopher, it really hurts sometimes that you don't know me as well as you should. 
You California is set to have a major self-imposed bacon shortage. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, so, I didn't put that one more time. California is set to have a major self-imposed bacon shortage. <laughs> so, please. Where did all the pigs me. go? Where did all the pigs go, Chris? This I don't is know. An important thing. Well, California was like, you know, what's just bad. All the pigs don't have enough room to live. And so they made a law that said they could not buy pigs that had a certain space to live in. And everybody who owns pig was like, no, I'm not doing it. And so now California will literally not have bacon because there are no farms for them to buy the nice, happy pigs from. So we, we all- The rest of the country has to come together right now in this moment and refuse to sell bacon to California. (laughs) Absolutely They should have to live with their the consequences of their ridiculous government ovaries. Can you imagine, Hunter, if the founding fathers were to wake up and be like, I wonder what happens on you know in the news on a random day in twenty (laughs) twenty one and they're like the government tells people how much land a pig's allowed to live on? That's what we're doing today. Holy overreach, Batman. Well Rightfully so. Uh, enjoy no bacon. Can you imagine? What are they going to put on their avocado toast? What about all the keto boys out there? What They're about just their die. avocado LTs? Yeah, I mean, you just have to throw them all away now. It's not like you can eat toast with avocado on it. That's disgusting. No, not without bacon. That's and a poached egg. Right. That's a sin. That is a sin. Well, good for yeah. them. I mean, I'm honestly, it's just a physical representation of the the moral atrophy that has happened in that state they're becoming hollow both inside and out and now without bacon they truly lack any purpose uh i think i think at all what an interesting story i'm glad you chose one that was so not serious because there's been so much good roadkill that i think we're gonna actually have to turn into a show so guys right no doubt this week we've we've been away from the news we've been away from the headlines for a couple of a couple of weeks and we're just going to get into it. We're just going to uh, go through the headlines. I think there's probably a theme that will emerge. We'll see how it goes. But but we're just going to talk about the he- the biggest headlines from the past couple of weeks. And I, I think we should just start right from Dome Hunter with one we got today. Yeah. Um, our Lord and Savior, Andrew Cuomo, uh, the Attorney General in New York State has said he is guilty That's of right. yes, sexual crimes. So not good for our uh for our king, but oops. Yeah, and there's a that, lot there's a lot to discuss on this one. Yeah. But that's right. AG com- comes out and says that not only did did Cuomo engage in sexual harassment, but the incidents that were reported were not the only incidents that occurred. That he saw those incidences as a, a a part of a larger pattern is yeah, the way that yeah. it was put in the report. So there's a lot of questions about what will happen next. You know, what, what will the fallout of this be? And it's kind of hard to say, but I think there's some things around this that we're going to have to discuss because this is, this is big news for a couple of reasons. And a lot of it has to do with his relationship with his brother Chris, his relationship with sure. me too. So I, I think we should spend at least a little time tearing into all of this before we move on to our next story. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, it's it's quite interesting just the amount of stuff that Cuomo has done in regards to this. It's also just, I mean, this guy was kind of being tapped as the next presidential pick. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's how honestly, many. Honestly, based on their past couple of picks, he seems perfect. Right. Him and Bill are like buddies Him, or something. Bill, you know, Sniffy Joe. Sniffy Joe. Trump. I, like, literally, politicians are the worst people on planet Earth. I hate them all. Americans know what they want and they get what they want. That's right. You know? That's right. It's like, I wish I could live in a world where I could abuse women. Well, I guess that's the man I'm voting for president. <laughs> rich Thank- and powerful enough, I suppose you can. Also, honey, yeah, that ridiculous. is going to be cut out of context and you can no longer run for Senate. Um, well, darn it. Unless, Not again. I mean, you can't run for Senate. <laughs> you have to be the president now. Uh, <laughs> That's what will happen. Yeah. So, what am I worried about? For those of you who don't know, let me give you a little bit of a background on some of the things that Andrew Cuomo was accused of, which apparently now accused credibly, as the AG's report would corroborate today. Yeah, you know, let, let me start by saying this. There was a lot of horse crap that went on during the Me Too movement. There's a lot of people making allegations for the sake of making allegations. I do not believe all allegations. I think we should take all allegations seriously. Yes. And then I believe all evidence. This is not, however, the, the rubric that the left has provided us with in these issues. Their rubric is simply believe all women. I think that is an incredibly stupid thing to do. Yes. And I'll explain why. Because Jesse Smollett could always start to identify as a woman. <laughs> Hold on. Right. What, I mean, what I mean to say is that sometimes people lie, right? right? Sometimes people make crap up. Like Jesse Smollett made up the hate crime, Mattress Girl made up the rape, and mm-hmm. Bruce Jenner made up that he's a woman. And Well, ha- hands up, don't shoot, right? Right. Ha- yeah, hands up, don't shoot is another good example. Sometimes people just lie. So why don't we believe all evidence? So right. we have waited mentioning this Andrew Cuomo stuff in any deep way to get the evidence. And now we're sitting here on the other side of a pretty damning report. So I just want to lay that framework. We don't jump at the... At the heel of any accusation, it's good to wait for evidence. It's always good to wait for evidence. Anything to add to that, Hunter? Um, no, I think I think you're just laying out a good point. I mean, it, I I think I've mentioned this podcast before on the show, uh, but Barry Weiss's Substack is just killing it. And if you're not listening to honestly, like honestly, what are you doing? Whoa. Pretty wow. good marketing right there. Can't I mean, I don't even know. She, I don't even know if she. I've never heard her say that. So Barry, how know, are we you, not at the top of the iTunes charts with a marketing <laughs> genius like that on the show? I, I'm a, I'm so smart, dude. Uh, but anyway, she just did. You remember that uh, Karen video of the lady in the park who is being filmed by the individual who wants her her to leash her dog, and she's like, "I'm going to call the police and tell them that an African American man is uh, attacking me in the park." Do you remember this scenario at no, all? No, but I believe you. Okay, this happened like during the r- uh, racial reckoning. And she spends like an hour with this guy who dug in deep and said, look, what you heard and what you saw in that video is completely different from what actually happened. And hmm. it just goes to show you that what you can even see in like these flash videos is um, really, really compelling, it can make you think something very quickly. But with the reality is completely different. That's why it's so important to wait for evidence. That's right. why it's so important to go, wow, that video looks really bad. Let me think about this for a second. This started without me having any context to what was going on when they hit record. 
Right. You know, I didn't see what happened before that. That matters. And so like that, that's why it's important uh, to make sure your partisanship, your bias doesn't get in, wait for evidence. And hopefully today we can do a little bit of that. So, yeah. And anyway. you don't have to agree with the conclusions that people reach either. Like for instance, yes. the, um, the George Floyd incident, you know, we have people burning votive candles to him in the street and proclaiming him as, as a late saint. And yet he's certainly not that. And uh, you know, the, the, trial by jury might have found Derek Chauvin empty uh, or guilty I think that there's some empty reasoning in that as well so I'm not saying you just buy whatever the government tells you I'm saying and look for the actual evidence now right well, the, now the, the AG's report to, is the best evidence that we have and it seems pretty conclusive right so yes and the important thing to mention too with the Derek Chauvin trial not to get us off track we'll, we'll get to the media but I guess is that it although it found him guilty of the murder it did not find him guilty of being a racist yeah or committing any, a hate crime. any racism at all and of course that's that that'll be going up to appeal uh, sure. I, I have a feeling that one will be with us for a minute longer yet sure all right so a little bit of background then what what Andrew Cuomo was accused of and now seems credibly accused of a couple different sexual harassment scenarios. Um, the AG's report includes some things that we had heard about like unwanted hugging, unwanted kissing, some crude jokes uh, that he made at the expense of women suggesting that women engage in, in games like, like strip poker with him and different things like that. It, it also refers to some general groping, which I don't know that we've seen that directly. Um, but he's a he's a man in his sixties, late sixties maybe, uh, who has nipple rings, and so that none of this should be surprising. He looks like <laughs> he looks like how I imagine Ed Hardy smells. I hope I've oh, crystallized yeah. that for you. Anyway, what I'm saying is nobody's surprised. Anyway, just some heinous behavior. Certainly inappropriate in a work situation, certainly inappropriate in an employer-employee situation, and it looks like he's really, really crossed the line. I, I don't think that's really a discussion. I mean, everyone on who listens to this show had better agree with that statement, right? That crosses the line. Here's where I think the rubber meets more of the road. And no, I don't mean that Andrew Cuomo was using protection on the asphalt. What oh I'm trying to say is that what I'm trying to say is that there's some serious issues with what we know now and what how Andrew Cuomo's been propped up by the media, how he's been propped up by his brother. The entire conflagration of support for him over the past couple of years and his own behavior and now what we learn to be true. There were two Andrew Cuomo's being being extant simultaneously. One is the one that exists and one is the one that we were told exists. I want to go back for just a second, Hunter, if you don't mind, to the COVID crisis because sure. I think you'll remember Andrew Cuomo was heralded as a hero, even though New York was an absolute disaster area. There were, we're still learning more as the weeks go by about just how many people in nursing homes ended up dying in his state because of a terrible policy that he instigated so as to underreport numbers of people that died in nursing homes by mm. refiltering people back into those homes when they got COVID. He was on CNN every night. He kept doing these joke, you know, these joke interviews with his brother talking about why don't you ever call mom? In fact, 
why don't we hold on just a second, Hunter? Why don't we play a little clip of that now, just to remember how far up the media's rear end Andrew Cuomo was last year. My brother, thank you for coming back to the show. Mom told me I had to. You violated the curfew all the time. I know you're busy. There's always time to cut your fingernails and call your mom. You've always been good at manipulation. You've always been the meatball of the family. And I'm proud of you. And then we'll go fishing, we'll have a drink, and we'll laugh about it. Uh, curfew, I don't like the word curfew. Dad tried to have a curfew for me. I never got past the resentment. But uh, I do believe you'll see more tightening problems, if the, the numbers way. don't slow. Your problems with the curfew. It's the least of your well, problems. Just so you know. I never fight. You violated the curfew all the time. Caused much pain. But that's a different story. I don't believe in rules. Governor Andrew Cuomo, I appreciate yeah. you coming on the show. Thank you. I love you. I'm proud of what you're doing. I know you're working hard for your state. But no matter how hard you're working, there's always time to call mom. She wants to hear from you. One, I'm hearing your fingernails like scratch on something like you're nervous. I know you're busy. There's always time to cut your fingernails and call your mom. The looks have to make you question the veracity of the... It must be very confusing for you because you know that what people are saying about how you look really can't be accurate. So it must be hard for you to make sense of what is real and, and what is true now. I, I feel for you. La jealousia. No. Tu sei la jealousia. Always no. straight. Jealous, right across the plate. Straight across the plate. My little straight drugs. Across the plate. Don't worry, there's still time, there's hope for you. Listen. One day you can grow up to be like me. Listen. I've tried to be like you my whole life. Look where it got me. I do love him. The tension is real though. And I'll tell you what, the pressure is real as well. Can I ask where you, where I? are you? I'm in the, yeah, I'm I, in the I process of making a point where you where are. I am. I'm in my basement. But where are you physically? I'm in oh, my you're basement. you're in your basement. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's where I am. Oh, you're in your basement. I said. Well, you spend yeah. a lot of time there, right? Christina says she sends you there a lot. So kitchen and basement, <laughs> that's where you've spent Listen, your life. Okay. Here's what I'm trying Go to ahead. say. Did you I'm in the basement because this is where I had the availability yeah. to do this. Right now, I need to uh, be working at home. That's why I'm here. You've always been good at manipulation. You've always been the meatball of the family. And look, some of us have to work, right? I don't have the luxury of working one hour a day. I love you. Be safe. Call me sometime. So isn't that lovely? We get to go on. You get to talk to your brother. They kind of... Hunter, are they trying to jack our style? Yeah. That's ridiculous. I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Cuomo pooling? Cuomo I mean, pooling? What sounds a dumb awful. name. That sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. More Maybe like it's... Fredo pooling. Maybe it's like Cuomo news now. That's, it's, that's okay. It's lame. It's, it's lame. lame as it gets. Anyhow, yeah. don't jack our style. Don't jack our style. Regardless, God. yeah, do you see? Let's talk about it. There's just the yeah. uh, clip after clip after clip, and each one of those little sound bites is from a different day on the news where Chris interviewed Andrew, and they get on, they joke about, oh, why don't you call mom, you know, huh? You're, you know, you ignored dad's curfew. All this dumb crap that no one cares about. Right. Uh, but, of course, I repeat myself, he's on CNN. <laughs> and they're, they're just treating him with the highest honor, the highest respect. You know, Chris will have all these tear-filled monologues about how the tension's real, and he respects his brother and all this crap. And yet, tons of people are dying in the nursing homes. In right. fact, Hunter, Andrew wrote a book. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it was a bestseller, and it was a big deal, and he did it during the pandemic. Yeah, a real counting your chicken situation. Yeah, it was. it's definitely one of those things that's going to be, as we look back in history on this, it's going to be one of those uh, things that just seems um, absolutely ridiculous. What is, it, what is it called? American Crisis. Yeah, get this. American Crisis, Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic by Andrew Cuomo. Like, wow. are you kidding me? Leadership like, lessons. Right. It's like, no, what we learned from Andrew Cuomo was how to have your brother carry water for you, how to screw up royally and kill people, and also how to grow up the help during while you're doing all that. I mean, it's just utterly ridiculous that we would ever think that that book was worth our time, and yet our media betters, because they wouldn't ask the hard questions, because they wouldn't dig in, because they wouldn't find out what this jerk was up to, let him be in an environment where he could make tons of money from that book. Right. It's ridiculous. Right. And then, well, anyway. And th- it gets even more blatant, right? Because because even though he is mishandling the entire COVID pandemic, the entire COVID pandemic, especially for the seniors in his state, uh, he can still go and joke around and have Chris run, right. I'm sorry, Fredo run blocker for him every single night on CNN mm. and, you know, get Don Lemon in on the act sitcom i don't know why you would yeah it's a it it literally is a sitcom and like not a particularly engaging one right but then the the mind-blowing part is that these allegations start coming out in early 2021 right and do we bring andrew on for another another rabble rouse another boxing match another wrestling event at CNN with Chris Cuomo, do they get down on the on the rug on the living room floor and duke it out and have another good time? No. This is what happens. Before we start tonight, uh, let me say something that I'm sure is very obvious to you who watch my show. And thank you for that. You're straight with me. I'll be straight with you. Obviously, I'm aware of what's going on with my brother. And obviously, I cannot cover it because he is my brother. Now, of course, CNN has to cover it. They have covered it extensively and they will continue to do so. I have always cared very deeply about these issues and profoundly so. I just wanted to tell you that there's a lot of news going on that matters also. So let's get after that. So that's a little incredible, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I obviously can't cover it. Oh, really, Chris? Because it's not obvious that you can't cover it because you just spent the past year and a half powdering his backside every single chance that you got. There's a little bit of a conflict of interest when the media is sleeping with the politicians. Do you think not? Yes. I, I mean, this is a bit of an issue, and I'm not. I'm not saying that Chris and Andrew are sleeping together. But sometimes those parties, it's dark in there. I'm not, I'm not saying they are though. Allegedly, is that going to make it into the final show? That's I all think, I want to know. I think it's got to. Okay, then it's getting the explicit tag. I mean, or, no, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that, Hunter. <laughs> I'm explicitly saying that I'm not saying that. That's why he needs to do explicit ratings so they know that this is explicit content. We're being explicit with what we're saying. I'm explicitly saying. It didn't happen necessarily, allegedly. I, I agree okay. with you. Here, another thing. I like how at the beginning of that clip, Chris thanks both of his listeners. That's amazing. Both of his viewers. That's kind to do. I'm sure that they both feel very special about that. But th- he says he cares deeply about these issues. 
Do right. you? Like, that's yeah. the question that's at, at the bottom of my mind. It's like, do you actually care deeply about these issues? Because, you, know, oh, you go ahead. I, well, I was just going to say, like, if you did, then maybe you would, you would get your brother on the show and demand some answers. And not demand, like, canned answers, but demand them as a brother on live television. Like, if it really meant that much to you. Yeah, if you, um, really, if, if you really cared about the issues more than you cared about your brother. Right, exactly. Right. There's more reasons that I have reason to doubt how much we really care about these issues coming from the Cuomo family. Before we before we get to this next point, I want to say one more thing about oh, that, that sure. couple of seconds, if that's okay. Yep. I didn't realize you were making a transition here. Oh, okay. um, but there, it, it, it's so absurd that CNN would allow Chris and Andrew to have these very playful interviews in the middle of a pandemic when he was responsible for saving people's lives and all that. It, it's so tongue-in-cheek that it just should rub you the wrong way. It's like, oh, here's the most important person in New York uh, ta- having these conversations with his brother, jokingly on CNN for good politics, when he has one of the largest crises to manage in the in the country at that time, right? And so yeah. it's, in bad t- it's in bad taste there. And what that does uh, is it l- sets up— Let me up- put a little bit more context onto why sure. that's in bad taste. It's inappropriate to not have someone who will hold him to account. That is the right. job of the media. It's not in bad taste because it's wrong to have human beings as our politicians and to humanize them and do all that kind of thing. What is wrong is to bring them on air, weep openly about what a good job they're doing and how proud you are of them, and never ask them a complicated question ever. You're, you're exactly The, the right, toughest Chris. question he asked him is, why don't you call mom? What a joke. Right. What a joke. Right. And, and that, it matters to the people who are constituents of New York that somebody is going to be double checking things because guess what? Nobody double checked and a lot of people in New York died. Yes. And that, that's the point is first off, don't waste the man's time. Let him fix the thing. Second off, if you are going to be a news outlet and you are going to call him on all this stuff, call him on the carpet, right? Make sure we get the answers we need to do. And when you don't like the answers, ask him again and mean it. Right. Right. And that didn't happen. Then they kind of get caught. Oh, my God. We were making jokes during the pandemic. Now we can't have his brother be involved with this sex scandal. Right. What if he what if what if uh, what if Chris knew about that? Like you can see the problems that come out of this so quickly and everybody can tie those dots. Everyone can see what's happened. It's like our names involved. And it's like it's all because they were they 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 were they're thinking money. They're thinking the long yeah. term, and they were thinking politics, and that's what that's what uh, Andrew was thinking. And so they thought, wouldn't this be great for both of us? Let's have fun on national television. And it's like that's not what national television is for, you idiots. And that's why nobody trusts these things. Right. So well, and that's anyway. key, that's key to where we're going, Hunter. I, yeah. I think it's key that you just said that nobody trusts. We're going to get into that even more, I think, with the next story. Let's sure. put a bumper on this one. I don't believe Chris when he says that he cares. I don't believe Andrew when he says he's taking these allegations seriously. In fact, Andrew came right out and said that he denied the allegations. You know what he's also said? He just said it the other day that he's he hasn't lied to the people, the American people about COVID yet, that he shot straight with them. He said, why did I shoot straight with you? Because I trusted you. But then you ask your question, why did he retaliate against women coming forward, alleged? 
alleging sexual harassment against him. I guess mm. because he trusted them to keep their mouth shut when he was trying to squeeze their boobs behind everyone's back at these parties that he has in, in New York. They're the grossest people on planet Earth. They are for sure the grossest people on planet Earth. And you know what is sickening? They think that you're gross. They believe that you are just as evil and slimy and disgusting as they are and that's so infuriating because the stuff that we've seen on television the pictures that we've seen of andrew cuomo wouldn't fly where i work and wouldn't fly where hunter works Mm -hmm. it's absolutely beyond the pale yet they'll come out and say oh we've got to do more you know uh, so we're going to go back for a second to the me too movement this is in 2018 new york state legislature governor andrew cuomo the New York State Legislature and Governor Andrew Cuomo have reached an agreement on a $168 billion budget deal, which includes significant portions of funding private and government employees regarding sexual harassment in the workplace. So he, in 2018, this, this article is from April 8th, he signed into law a series of policies as part of the budget that, that provides... Uh, certain protections to people who are alleging sexual harassment in the workplace. These include things like no binding arbitration clauses, no confidentiality agreements, basically saying that you can go public, you can go to court, (laughs) things he obviously retaliated against people for doing later. Correct. This is the worst part to me, though. The budget further amends the labor law to require the Department of Labor and Division of Human Rights to collaborate in developing both a model sexual harassment prevention policy and a model sexual harassment prevention training program for use by employers in combating sexual harassment in the workplace. So they're spending your tax dollars to develop a training program to teach people not to stoop the help. Right, which is... here's 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 the next part, though. All okay. New York employers will be required either to adopt the model policy and training program or to establish their own policy and training program that equals or exceeds the minimum standards that the two agencies develop. So there it is right there. It's fine for Andrew Cuomo to go play grab tail with Chris on television, all while the seniors are dying in droves. Then he'll pretend like he actually cares about COVID and pretends like he actually cares that he kills your grandmother. And, and by the way, it's not just them. I mean, you saw Nancy Pelosi going to get her haircut Hair or these, these rich politicians in California sneaking off to go to Martha's Vineyard or wherever they're going for their right. a million dollar glass of French wine. laundry. Yeah, yeah. The French laundry. Uh, I didn't mean Martha's Vineyard. I meant the French laundry. I'm sorry. I, I knew what you meant. Yeah. Um, and, and so you're, you're seeing this across the board. We're, we're headlines today. Right. But, but notice this as a trend. And then you've got Andrew Cuomo. Oh, you know what? Everyone is as, as a, a pig just like me. So why don't I sign into law that we have to develop a training course so that you little people don't sexually harass like I get to. I get to grope the women, but right. you get in trouble for that. And, and I'll, I'll sign all kinds of great incentives there. Like they can, they can uh, be free of any non-disclosure agreements. It's against the law in a lot of ways. You sign an agreement, now you don't have to abide by it. And then on top of that, uh, we'll add in we'll add in that you know we can't have mandatory arbitration, so you get to go directly to court. You can make this thing as public as you want to make it. Oh, but not for me because I'll retaliate when I get found out that I'm trying to I'm trying to grope the help. Hmm. Yeah. It's hypocrisy at the highest level, a- and yeah. I don't mean the simple type of hypocrisy where I have a standard and I don't live up to my standard. 
I'm talking about the conceited type of hypocrisy. Right. When yes, I exactly expect right. other people to do what that which I am not willing to do. Right. To do what like, I command. It's like I'm commanding the right things. So you can't hold me to those same standards. It's disgusting. It's that kind of, it's that kind of thought. It's like I know the right way to act and I'm going to make everybody else do it. Therefore, I can break the rules. Right. And it's like, and that, that, that is a monarchy. That's a king thing, right? Like, like that, that, that power goes to people's heads. And you see a man acting in that way, especially when you see this very specific piece of uh, legislation coming out and him not acting to it. Um, the thing that's so weird to me, too, Christopher, is like we spent all this money. And I know, I know, you know, women are new to the workplace and nobody wants to talk about that. But we, we, we clearly don't know how to handle it. Right. We just don't. Um, and we haven't really figured out how to keep men and women living in the same house long enough before they want to get a divorce anyway. So there's a lot of things we have to figure out as far as men and women are concerned. I think you but, might even say that some of those things we knew and have since forgotten. Sure, exactly. But one of the things I just can't understand is this isn't something that is that complicated. Here's the rule. Don't ever, 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 ever touch someone else in the workplace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just don't touch them. And if you are touching someone and people find out it's you, you get fined, you get reprimanded, you go to HR, and there's no question about it. You don't touch people at work. But the other thing that you don't here's do— Here's the thing, Hunter. That is super—oh, let me just say, that is super simple. Most people are good at it. Yeah, exactly. Most people can handle that. And by most, I mean like 99.99999%. It's yeah. these—I sounded very German when I was giving those nines. <laughs> it's these people— these yeah. elite people in politics, people in the media, people in entertainment, people in sports, they constantly, constantly are getting embroiled in scandals like this. Do you know how often this happens at my workplace? Like, never, not once. And it's not a long, drawn-out process, if there, even if there's something slightly shady, slightly shady going on. It's not a long, drawn-out process that's like, well... We'll see. We'll have an investigation. We'll do her. No, they're gone like that day. Right. Exactly right. These people are so disgusting and they think the whole world is as disgusting as them. And it's not true. It's Hollywood. Yeah. It's media. It's big tech. It's, it's sports stars. They're filthy, disgusting people who are just hoping that the whole world is as putrid as they are. And that's why you have to read a James Franco tweet about how much he supports Me Too. Meanwhile, he's, he's searching his Rolodex for people who haven't turned 18 yet. Right. It's, right. Just, it's just disgusting. It like, is bizarre. Like, do you know how little I care what Rob Lowe has to think about sexual harassment in the workplace? I literally could not care because it's not that complicated. Yeah, it's not complicated. You and your ilk have a problem with it. So instead of telling us, you know, how to respect the Me Too movement, you ignorant cavalcade of actors, go tell your your coworkers who are inundated in a world where people pay attention to you because you have CGI and you pretend to be Iron Man for a while. So you think that you're important enough that 16-year-olds are all of a sudden on the menu for you. It's absolutely mm. heinous. It's heinous. Yeah. And if you're if you're Andrew Cuomo, you think that that your employees are on the menu for you. Absolutely right. disgusting. So I, I reject. I understand why these people can't save off Instagram for thirty seconds without calling um, America hegemic white patriarchy, hegemonic white patriarchy, 
that they're is, the ones running the show. Yeah, well, that's built on. I I don't blame them for thinking that the Handmaid's Tale is real because it is. It's only in Hollywood, California, though, and it's only you and your friends that do it. Yeah, yeah, that make. Yeah, I mean, like we look at something like Jeffrey Epstein, and that seems pretty real. What you about know, Harvey Weinstein? Right, 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 exactly. Like all these people that are in the high positions of power that have the money and the influence, they do what people and money and influence and power do, which is abuse it, Yeah. right? And and, and it, when you're the king, you can have 300 concubines, right? Look at <laughs> you, Solomon. Don't put that devil on America, and definitely don't put that devil on the right, patriarchy exactly. of the right wing. What is wrong right. with you people? Exactly. And so, you know, and my only other rule to... Uh, things that you should you know like this this uh sexual harassment training there's you know don't ever touch anybody except for handshakes obviously had to get that in there before someone sent an email good lord and the other rule is don't talk about seeing the other person naked those are the those are the only two rules Hunter, take off your fall, top. all right one sec <laughs> so, but you get what i'm saying like you, the whole strip poker thing is is uncalled for right now i understand making jokes and i understand that but i understand them making in, in the right people and that's not something that i really feel is that something that should happen in the business environment so to speak right? you're absolutely um, right hunter that's never appropriate for a boss to say to an employee an employer to yes, say to an employee that's a good way to put it and here here because and i'll say never there there can be times i guess where sure. a strip poker joke is just a strip poker joke it's not a come on you know i i'm not trying to be prudential about this let me put it to you this way though if you're 65 66 and right. oftentimes people can see your pierced nipples poking through your starch shirt then it's never appropriate because right it should be obvious right yeah and it, you shouldn't you shouldn't be saying that as an older man to a younger woman who works for you it, absolutely, like it's, it, absolutely not and you shouldn't be saying that as an older woman to a younger man that works for you absolutely, like it's not a, unless they're into it because most men are um, okay. I, no, I'm just kidding. Any, like it's so it's so simple, Hunter. I don't yeah. even care about that aspect of it. Nearly, what sure. I really care about sure. is just the unbelievable hypocrisy. Sure, I agree. That's uh, yeah. I think that just makes it that much more aggravating because yeah. it's the point that you're making is like this isn't hard. You're the people that are screwing this up. Yeah, like, and yet and yet you can't keep you can't keep the idea that America is responsible yeah. for your screw ups out of your head yes. or off your TikTok for 30 seconds. It drives yeah. me up a wall. Yeah. All right. Can we, we lay that, can we lay that headline to bed? Yeah. Andrew Cuomo, you're a, a pierced dickhead. Don't touch women. Here, here, here's a normal American person who's never sexually harassed anyone telling you, why don't you leave women alone, dude? It's not that hard. Rise up. Uh, Get get with the rest of us. Catch up with the patriarchy that you hate so much. Catch up with us because the patriarchy's way ahead of you on this one, jackass. No doubt. So anyway, all right. Next story, Hunter. What do you want next? Um, I think we're taking Fauci down, right? Let's get him because you know what? This little this little what's up with the Italians today? It's not. It's Actually, not is a good. Fauci Jewish. Uh, I think he's Italian. I can't. He's just generally like. Brooklyn. Yeah, I and, mean that that's for sure. So, anyway, it's just kind of it's just kind of a uh Brooklyn guy roundup today. <laughs> I think to talk about Fauci, we're going to have to talk about Delta cuz we haven't really talked about Delta too much on the show. And I know what you're sure. thinking. Don't turn the show off. I know it's a bummer. But let's let's start there. So Biden just announced a new series of 
lockdowns and mask mandates. Man, this topic is so big. I don't even know where to get started with it, Hunter. Just about Delta and all that? It, it, it just The whole enchilada is so complicated now. Yeah. Why did we announce new lockdowns and mask mandates? Well, the reason is because the Delta variant, it's a more infectious strain of COVID. And if you don't know our opinions on COVID and the vaccine and that kind of thing, I'm just going to ask that you go listen to our previous episodes on it. I'll try and summarize it to you like this. Coronavirus is obviously real. It's killed a lot of people. Not nearly as much as the hand ringers in the media would have you think. It did not greatly change the average age of death. What I mean by that is that the median age of COVID death and the median life expectancy in America is both 78. People who were going to die of other things died of COVID instead. Now, I'll also say it's worth protecting yourself. We were not anti-masks. When they were reasonable, we have never been anti-vaccine. In fact, I'm about to go get my vaccine. I think Hunter's already had his. That's right. JJ for life. Uh, that's Man, you picked the worst one. No, no. I picked, I picked the one that I thought was best for me because uh, w- what do I have to worry about it when I'm young? Is long-term effects of the vaccine, yeah. right? Which is not... And then what do old people have to worry about? They have to worry about the effectiveness of the vaccines. I just right? want to turn into a robot or, or some kind of cyborg. Anyway, I'm, not, I'm going to get an mRNA one, I think. Okay, in, S- anyway. So just to finish that point real quick, is like it was better for me to get the vac- that vaccine because it was less effective so that an older person could get the more effective vaccine is my thought well, and has less risks to me. You saint. Uh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> anyhow, that's me, dude. Anyhow, that's our, that's our basic take, okay? So yeah, I, I said this at the beginning of the pandemic, and Hunter, I think you agreed with me. I am fine with lockdowns. I'm fine with mass mandates. I'm fine with a, a restriction of our rights as Americans if they come back. This yeah. cannot be an infinite shadow war. This cannot be Europa versus Colombia in 1984 forever and ever. Amen. Right. There has got to be exit criteria to this when yep. when and this is my specific standard. When the when the conflicts of interests go away between rights and privileges and responsibilities and priorities, when the conflict of interest between people go away, the externalities go away, so do the restrictions of freedoms. It's that simple. And we were coming out the other side. You know, the CDC said, okay, if you're vaccinated, don't wear a mask. They relaxed a bunch of their protocol because Biden's numbers were slipping drastically. And then all of a sudden, the Delta variant. And Hunter, we have seen, uh, they're pretending like this is an entirely unique disease. Like this is a new pandemic. And and according to some people in high positions of power, I mean, we had had someone in the healthcare industry. I can't, I wish I could remember exactly who. I watched a lot of sound bites preparing for this, but... He said, we're never going to go back to pre-pandemic normal. This is I just can't a, remember that, but I have heard that bite as well. This is a new way of life for some people. And this is exactly what I feared at the, you know, back in March of 2020, is that mm-hmm. where is the exit criteria for all of this? Mm-hmm. And, and I didn't trust the government then under Trump to do it correctly. I don't trust the government under Biden and Fauci to do it at all. And so we find ourselves at this crossroads right when we're coming at the tail end here comes delta 
Delta's yep. the new hotness. It's spreading super fast. It's more transmissible than the original alpha strain of COVID. And on the back of these new infections, and there are a drastic increase in infections week over week. On the back of those infections, we are relocking down. We are remasking up. The Biden administration and the CDC are saying again that you have to you have to wear a mask if you've been vaccinated, if you're indoors, which begs the question, why ever get vaccinated or do masks work well enough or do they not work at all? I mean, it's just terrible messaging, toe to tip. And yet there is a huge underlying issue with the entire narrative being spun around Delta. However, the, the, what you would see from the media is that you're supposed to be afraid. You're supposed to be afraid of everything. Have you been seeing some of this stuff on her? I have. And the thing that's, I think that's the most, it's honestly a lot of new information. Um, the thing that I think is the most disingenuous is that, um, well, okay, let, let, let's talk for a second here. There's an issue if you have a, an almost vaccinated population, right? And you can do this. You can do this theory with me really easily, Christopher. Uh, if you basically make it so that only one strain of the virus has the ability to reproduce, right? Because you make it difficult for the virus to reproduce, then the strain that's most effective at reproducing itself is the strain that will come into effect. So one thing that you have to understand is that when you have um, vaccines, it's important to reach sterilization, right? And so where we're at right now makes a good bit of sense, right, is that you would have a breakthrough vaccine or a breakthrough uh, virus. Now, the interesting part about that is despite being somewhere where we are seeing more cases going up, there's one, you know, the virus has never changed for non-vaccinated people, right? It's always been as deadly as it always has been. It always spreads, uh, you know, regardless. Um, yeah, it might spread a little bit more rapidly now with this Delta variant, but that does not seem to be that doesn't seem to be um, changing it, its deadliness in any particular way for the unvaccinated. Right. And so the other thing that you're seeing is that um, people with the vaccine like myself can catch covid. You could always catch covid. The vaccines were only so much so effective. What the vaccines were also really good about is. They provided protection against hospitalization and death. And so what you're seeing now is, yes, the Delta variant is breaking through. It is more contagious. It's easier to get. But what the vaccine is able to do is still in effect. It's still able to protect you from these measurements. And this bears out in the data. The other thing that's really important to note here that, and I'll shut up and kind of pass it back to you, is the viral, there hasn't been research into this exactly, is if the vaccinated can pass this disease well as as effectively as the unvaccinated. And that really has to do with whether we are seeing an increased viral load in the nasal cavity of both the vaccinated and the non-vaccinated. The interesting question there that we had, I don't believe we have the information on yet is, is the vaccine, is the viral load in the vaccinated uh, active? Is it, infect, is it infectious or is it a dead virus? Well, and we don't have that answer right now, but... And on top of that, Hunter, 
on top of that, we don't have the answers to that question. What you're doing right now is you're basically repeating a message that the CDC gave. It was in one of their their presentations, and this preceded the re-lockdown, re-mask-up measure by the Biden administration, where they they were saying that exact thing, that we've we've seen studies that a, a... viral load in a vaccinated person is similar to the viral load in an unvaccinated person. There's a huge problem with that. And that is that they have only one study that shows that that study has already been retracted. It's from, it's from India where that story was, was broken or that study was conducted and it was using a vaccine that is currently illegal to use in the United States. So not only did it not differentiate between, between, dormant and active viral loads Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. failed to even follow parameters that were relevant to policy in america and yet the cdc is still quoting it in their paper and that kind of brings me to a larger point that i want to get to like hunter just said if you're vaccinated you have nothing additional to worry about more or less maybe you pass the disease more readily maybe you don't we'll get into why that's a total boondoggle too the important thing is that if you were just lo- watching the news, you you're being told that we're that the world is on fire, right? You would think that that we are headed back to you know March and December of 2020. You would think we were were headed into you know our our worst darkest days. Remember when this whole thing started? We just didn't want to overwhelm the health system. Yeah, yeah, two day, two weeks to flatten the curve, dude. Yeah, that, that, what a what a sham. You would think that we were headed back there, and in a certain sense, you'd be right. Our increase, our seven day average in new cases, has gone from about four thousand a day on certain days back in June to now over a hundred thousand, uh, depending on the exact day that you look. But over a hundred thousand new cases a day, which is kind of crazy. It's a crazy number. Yep. yep. Huge problem. Because we have vaccinated the most at-risk portions of our communities, the deaths are not following suit. Not even Correct. close. Our, Correct. Back in back in uh what do you what do you call it? Back last year when things were, you know, really dark, wild. We we were having thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, an incredible amount of deaths a day. In fact, here I've actually got the chart pulled up. I'm just going to be going through this while we're discussing it. It got up to 4,000 deaths a day uh, in certain parts in January, late January, early February of 2021. Amazing amount of deaths. Where are we at right now? Across the country, we are at 300-something deaths a day. Hold on. Let me find you the exact number. I think it's 341 was yesterday. It yeah. may be at like 380 today. And, the, you know, there's some intraday trading that's going on here, which is an increase. Don't get me wrong. We're up, you know, we were a couple of weeks ago, we were at 185, 186, you know. So it is an increase of about double. However, we are not talking about a global pandemic with public policy implications. We're talking about as many people dying from COVID as die from Alzheimer's. Like, way less than heart disease every day. And the government is, is coming back out and saying every single person has to wear a mask. Are we insane? Hmm. What, this sleight of hand. We were having people die of these numbers from the flu before this lockdown. 
depending on the season. And now we're all going to mask up. We're going to, and travel restrictions are headed back in. We're all going to give up our liberty for this. Yeah. I think, I think one of the important notes to make here is that the data that you're looking there doesn't distinguish between vaccinated and non-vaccinated. No. Yeah. That's total population. Right. And so the important thing to understand here is what's being lost a little bit in these rising numbers is that there's a new variant. It is more contagious and it affects non-vaccinated people the exact same way the other virus did, right? The the alpha strain, correct? And so, I, of course, we should expect to see more deaths. Now, the important thing to ask yourself is, what do we do about that, right? Well, we have a vaccine. The vaccine is the most effective technology we have to, to uh, accomplish something here, right? To remove the risk for all these people. Mm-hmm. Are there risks taking the vaccine? Yeah, there are. There's risk to every vaccine, right? We, right. we this is this is understood. Here's the deal. There's insane risk to getting COVID, right? And your risk to getting COVID, I think, as best as I can understand, by the available methods available to us currently, the best thing that you can do is get that vaccine to save yourself from the potential damage COVID can do to your body. I, I just now, wanna, not. I, I just want to say there are not insane risks to getting COVID for the vast let, majority of the population. Let, let me clarify that, Christopher, because I think this is one of the parts of the virus that is not communicated very well, and it gets lost a little bit in our political jargon. Dying from this disease is not necessarily a risk, Right. For the there, mass majority of people, yes. For the mass majority, yes. There's a report that just came out a little while back that it shows getting COVID can actually have long-term effects on your IQ. Yeah. There are there is tissue damage that can be associated with this disease that it, that can do insane things to your body. It's been found in women's ovaries. It's been found in people's lungs. It's been found in the blood-brain barrier. But we have there very are, little actual data about that say, right now. I'm sorry, say that again. I, I just say we have precious little actual data about that right now. There's there are obviously some longitudinal studies we're gonna need. And, you know, there's there's a lot of things that, that you can check for, but we have no data on the long term effects of COVID because it's only been around for a year and a half. You're right. We what we do definitely see is that some people after getting the disease actually definitely have drops in their IQ and definitely have damages to their tissue. Well, which is not good. Well, right. And and I think we need more data. I, I'm just saying I'm taking all of that with a grain of salt for a while because we don't know truly we don't know the long term effects of that. We don't you're, know You're making a great point. And, and and we don't know, you know, that could go away, that might not. It may it may be with us for a while. I'm just saying we need more data out about it. In my opinion, you and me are kind of arguing on the wrong point here. And I totally hear what you're saying. And I agree with you, you know, because the issue here is we actually don't know the risk. There are some things that look very concerning right now to us living one year and a half with this virus. Right. Right. But those concerns don't affect the decisions we need to make right now. Right. I, I guess what I'm really saying is that that type of risk assessment can you can do it for anything any disease might cause long-term effects especially a novel disease what i'm saying what the real point that i'm making is that we cannot use those justifications to to determine public policy right now it's it cripples our ability to make decisions based on the information we have here's what we can say the disease potentially has some very serious side effects right that aren't related to death the only thing that you can do to prevent those from happening is to get the vaccine. No, the best thing you can do is to get the vaccine. 
you can do a lot of different things. That's fair. The best thing you can do right now is to get the vaccine. A hundred percent. And that means masking is not a problem anymore. We don't need to mask. It's on people's shoulders themselves to decide if they want to get this vaccine or not. They can assess the risk and make the decision there themselves. Let us get back to our lives because we can live in the new vaccine world, so to speak, and we can interact with people and everyone can assess what their risk is with that. You know, if you have, if you're concerned about experiencing anaphylactic shock, get the J&J vaccine, right? If you're concerned with vaccines because of health, you know, where you're, we're going to have to make sure that you, that you're accommodated in this place, you know, and that's, but that's everything. Or actually, every new disease. No, if you don't want to take the vaccine or you don't think you can because you have an underlying health condition. Hey, sometimes it just sucks to have an underlying health condition. The whole world is not going to slow down for you. That's what I'm saying is that, you know, you have to make those accommodations yourself. You have to get people to pick up your groceries. You have to protect yourself when you go out to eat. Whatever it is that you were normally doing prior to COVID, you need to continue to do. Right. Because COVID's not more deadly than the flu. So if you are immunocompromised, you know, pay attention to that. Maybe that's true. Maybe that's not. I don't know the precise details on that. It could be a brand new disease that is more deadly to your particular condition. Um, but still, that's the nature of being a human being. And that's the nature of living in a world where so right. many of us get to make it now. And, and um, in general, I'll just say, too, I don't know a ton about virology. I do know some. It's sure. very, very rare that a disease that is symptomatic and you have a viral load for a set period of time does, does lasting damage to your body. I'm not saying it's impossible. It obviously is. There's plenty of viruses that there's no cure for. I'm just sure. saying one that the one that infects the respiratory system and it stays with you long long term, very 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 rare. You know, and and people are already there there are already immunocompromised people that have to be careful during flu season. That is the world sure. we're going back to. That 99.99999% of people are not going to feel the effects of this thing. We are not going to be living with this in five years. That's my, my belief. I could be proven wrong. That's my belief. And we have to get back to living our lives. And Hunter, what you said was exactly right. The vaccine is the cure. It, it, we, this is a, a medical miracle. We've never had this before in the history of humanity where we have a disease and a vaccine come out in the same year. It's absolutely obscene how efficacy, how efficacy they are and how quickly they were developed. It's obscene how fast that yeah. happened. Now, yeah. it, it was pretty clear by the end of last year, too, that, that there were parts of the disease that were purely political and had nothing to do with actually actual death. And like I said, in America, and this isn't true all over the world, but in America, not a lot of extra people died. Our excess death right. was not very high. Our median life expectancy did not change by very much. And yet we had to impose this world-breaking policy. And it made sense when we didn't have data. Now we have data. Here's the problem, though. The best thing that you, the, the best possible scenario in all possible worlds is this vaccine. If you want it, Go take it. If you don't want it, don't go take it. But either way, and this is what you said that I think is so correct, Hunter, it's on you. It's on right, you. Exactly. Every it's adult in America has had a chance to get the vaccine. Now, let me just say, let's pause for just a second. For children, kids do not need to take the vaccine. Kids right. do not need to get COVID tested. Kids never need to wear a mask. There have been less than 400 people in America in a cohort of 370 billion people with about what? 60, 70 million people being under the age of 18, 350 of them have died. 350. If you make your kid mask or get a vaccine, you're a moron. A moron. I've actually heard there's a new uh, research out that basically looked at healthy children who got COVID, like physically fit and like 
no existing conditions and things like that. And it found that none died. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's true of all age groups. Obesity was a huge comorbidity, which sure. Honestly, I'm not wild about locking down the whole world because some diseases kill your fat ass and not mine. Anyhow, uh, if you think that's, if you think that's mean jog, then you'll think it's mean (laughs) to other people. Uh, That's that's so. (laughs) I'm serious though. Like, like why, why are we going to pretend like your inability to separate yourself from your couches is a health condition that I should have to wear a mask over? What no, a ridiculous standard. You, yeah, you tell is. people from 50 years ago that, and they would laugh, they would laugh you out of the room. It's amazing. It, it is absurd. And in fact, I, being outside is one of the best things you could do for this disease. So it would actually <laughs> been good for you. Yeah, so, so why, don't you, why don't you get some, some vitamin D? Hunter, I think this yeah. is what you were getting to. After we have the vaccine available, to tell people that it, it didn't work good enough, right? when we've yes. got a vaccine hesitancy, primarily with Democratic voters in the black community and Hispanic community right now, I'll just say, uh, to to combat that bullcrap narrative that it's right-wingers that are hesitant to get the vaccine. Mm. When you have vaccine hesitancy and you're trying to overcome that, probably the way not to address this problem from a government policy perspective is to tell people, well, you have to get the vaccine, but also it's not good enough. Also, right, it exactly. won't protect you. What a crazy exactly. thing to say. What it's a insane. crazy policy stance to have. I, w- I would basically say this. If the message is get the vaccine, but it's not good enough, so also get the mask, my answer would be, oh, so you don't have a vaccine. You're right. <laughs> what? So, so what you have isn't a vaccine. Then. What are you shooting like, in my arm then? <laughs> right, and just just tell me the new word with a new definition and let me decide if this... Uh, slight protection against a virus is something I want to engage with or not because it's not a vaccine at this point. What do we call it's ridiculous a vaccine that doesn't do a good job? I'm going to pr- promote the term slackscene, like a slack vaccine really that's good. kind of taken the heat off. Yeah, I like that. Like, hey, can't take care of all of that, but you know, a little bit would be good, right? <laughs> Hunter, that I mean, that is a great point, and and I I think I, I too am am concerned if not interested in the long-term effects of covid i'm not saying it's wrong that you are i mean it's something that we're we're gonna find out you know what i'm saying yes Uh, you don't make public policy on the what might be though. you make it on the what is that's the best we can do and if we made public policy on all the what might we's then we would never leave our houses anyway right you understand where i'm going with that Christopher, completely agree with you and i do not want to see people do that what i do think is tragic excuse me, it's because of all the conversation that's happened, which has been like the democratic side has been, you have to mask up. You have to do all this. You have to protect everybody. You know, we can't have a single death. And the Republicans have been basically having to take that conversation going, Whoa, you know, stop taking my Liberty. I can wear the mask where I want to, you know, if I get the vaccine, I'm good. What is all this nonsense? Right. The thing that's lost in all that shuffle is the actual thing about the disease that is novel which is the damage that it potentially can do long-term, which right. is something that it right. would make it interesting. And it, what you should be doing is educating people on like, hey, COVID brain fog is a real phenomenon that people are experiencing. You know, do you, do, do, do you want to experience that? Do you want to have that problem in your life? It's not death. 
you know, and then people can make more informed and more like, oh, wow, that is serious. I don't necessarily want to lose six months of productivity, you know, or whatever it looks like. You sure, know, I don't want sure. to have to deal with that. I'm kind of throwing that out. I don't know what it looks like. But but to me, that that's the most interesting part about this and the thing that nobody's talking about because, once again, the politics are in the way of it. And, and let's go let's go even deeper on that. The politics sure. are in the way of it. I would say it may be this way. Nobody trusts the media and the government. It's exactly right, yeah. And the reason that nobody trusts the media and the government is because, well, it's the same as Andrew Cuomo. It's because it's full of hypocrites and liars. Yes. You know, you can't, you can't make Joe Biden say enough good things about the vaccine when he's not saying that it doesn't work because you still have to wear a mask. And yet, it was just last year that he was telling people that he might not get it because Trump made it. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Kamala Harris Kamala. came. Kamala Harris came straight out. Kamala, Kamala. Apparently, you're not allowed to do that, so I do it. Apparently, not. when you tell me not to, I do it. And you know, what? I want to get fired. A lot of people think that's retarded. Anyway, <laughs> it's all gay to me. <laughs> no, the we're, we're so canceled. The uh, they can't cancel us, Hunter. We have a tranny that's shield. Fair. Oh my God. Can I just also say that nothing made me happier than Megan Rapinoe and the the North American losers getting beat by Canada? Yeah, Canada, of all people. Like, how poetic, how beautiful. It's not even warm up there. It's not even warm enough up there to practice. Yeah, they can like, only practice outside like one month out of the year. <laughs> it's ridiculous. The Canadian team... They they were they didn't show up to the game drunk. They came out of the womb drunk. Because it's the only way that they can stay warm in the frigid north. You understand this, right? Do you think you deserve more money now, Megan Rapinoe? You're like you're like lesbian Barney with less morals. Oh no! Purple haired weirdo. I'm so oh, glad no. you guys lost to Canada. I I yeah. I bought. As much maple syrup as I could put in my cart at hoseyouroutfitters.com. Don't Google that. I made it up. It might be something heinous. Good. It more than likely is. Yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to hear more of your arguments about all the pay you deserve. I'm sorry, Hunter. I've been totally distracted by Schadenfreude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> where were we? You know what? We, well, originally, 20 minutes ago, we were going to take the absolute tar out of Fauci. Why don't we just play that clip real quick oh, oh, and let people... That's right. I'm setting it up. Hold on just a second. Okay, go ahead. Go for it. We had we had people playing, you know, I won't take the vaccine. I will take the vaccine. You, just like you had Cuomo saying, I've always told you the truth. Don't look at the nursing home deaths or I completely deny these allegations. Whoops, they turn out to be true. You had that in the milieu of all that. Anthony Fauci comes out as the the most the most important holy figure in the church of corona and the temple of the woke everything he says is the science and if you don't trust him then you don't trust the science and he'll argue with rand paul and say quite frankly mr rand paul you don't understand what you're talking about even though it's very clear that rand paul a former medical doctor does actually know what he's talking about and it also is quite clear that we're playing word games with the gain of research thing uh, the gain of function research thing where where Rand Paul was arguing you were funding gain of function research and 
Fauci turns around and says, no, I wrote the definition of gain of function research and specifically didn't include this stuff, which does cause an increase in the functions of a virus, but doesn't meet the definition that I wrote of gain of function research. Thereby, yes. I have never done gain of function research. Just in- entirely, incredibly stupid arguments. Yes. All of that to say, he's propped up for no reason. He's had every single position on every single issue. He has more flip-flops than Old Navy in spring. And thank you for that. But please, keep your, keep your cheers <laughs> to a low roar for that one so that you can hear this clip. Because somebody put this together on, on Twitter. Actually, let's give credit where credit is due. I will pull it up right now. It was Raheem J. Kasim on Twitter. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, but at the end of the day, what can you do? And he put together this compilation. Just listen to it. People should not be walking around with masks. Let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And masks are protective. And we but have- it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. There has not been any indication that putting a mask on and wearing a mask for a considerable period of time has any deleterious effects. There are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying Uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course. You do not need to wear a mask indoors if in fact you've been vaccinated. Good that you're vaccinated, but in a situation where you have people indoors, particularly crowded, you should wear a mask. So even if you are vaccinated, you should wear a mask. If in fact you are vaccinated, fully vaccinated, you are protected, and you do not need to wear a mask outdoors or indoors. When the children go out into the community, you want them to continue to wear masks. You know, if you look at, at, at children outside, particularly when they're with the family, uh, walking down the street, playing a game or what have you, don't have to wear a mask. The, 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 the pediatric, the Academy of Pediatric, actually makes that recommendation that children should be wearing masks uh, from two years old onward. And you're asking now if your child is a member of your household, can you walk outdoors with your child without a mask? According to that chart, the answer is yes. But the child can't, not to beat it, yeah. beat it to death. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Because now okay. the CDC says, I mean, I think I've got this right. One mask is better than zero masks. Two masks is better than one mask. But you don't have to have double masks. Is, is I, that right? It, I mean, you know, it became clear that cloth coverings that you didn't have to buy in a store that you could make yourself were adequate. And then you want it to fit better. So one of the ways you could do it, if you would like to, is put a cloth mask over, which actually here and here and here, where you could get leakage in, is much better contained. And are you a double masker, Dr. Fauci? Look like you are. <laughs> what a complete joke. Yeah. Like, Just absurd. No one trusts in our media. No one trusts in our politics. Uh, you know what? Let's be, let me put it to you this way. I defy you. Violent hateful antifa listener of carl pooling <laughs> and look we do this in our spare time we're not professionals nope. i mean we make professional quality content don't get me yep. wrong but we we're just doing this because we thought folks should speak up about some stuff yes exactly i right. defy you to make a tape anywhere near that ridiculous of hunter and i expressing our opinions I defy you, and, and look, take us out of context. Use the sound bites, just like they did in that tape. I defy you to make a tape where we so directly refute our own point so many times in a row. It just doesn't happen, and you know why? It's the same as Andrew Cuomo. 
the common people don't have a problem with this. Lying. Most to be people, specific. yeah, most people don't lie and flip flop and gerrymander their opinions and persuade. Most people aren't this manipulative. Most people aren't this manipulative. There's a reason that there's vaccine hesitancy, and it has very little to do with with the Trump administration. It has very little to do with Tucker Carlson. It has mm-hmm. literally nothing to do with the Tuskegee experiments. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. seen these man on the street things? People don't know who Abraham Lincoln was. They don't know about the Tuskegee experiments, my guy. Right. Yeah. I, no, I you're, say, you're right. I say all that to say. Some highly educated people do that are dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Kendi does. Sure. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of stuff Kendi knows that isn't true. I'm not saying the Tuskegee experiments didn't happen, mm-hmm. just to be totally clear. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that we have a hypocrisy problem. We have a problem. It's do as I say, not as I do. And we've got a problem where the truth is only the truth so long as it serves me. And then we'll make up a new truth. And I might be the science. And if you don't trust in Dr. Anthony Fauci, you don't trust the science. Yet the science stays the same. And the science, the Dr. Fauci, keeps changing. There's a reason that we're going to have to pay a higher price than we would have had to pay for this, Hunter. And it has a lot to do with the fact that no one trusts you. The entertainment Mm. industry... Sports, the media, our politicians, nobody trusts you anymore because you have spent so long gaslighting the American people and being complete hypocrites in your personal capacity. Hmm. Uh, These two stories might not seem related at first, but I think they're directly related. It's about two Italians. Yeah, exactly. Two two pieces of shit from New York. (laughs) 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 Who will tell you whatever is useful to them at the moment. Yes. And with Andrew Cuomo, he's trying to stay out of trouble. He's trying to get attention. He's trying to turn heads either to himself when he thinks that's useful or away from him when he's done something bad. And Mm -hmm. Anthony Fauci, in many ways the same. How much how much attention can I get from the media? How much time can I spend online? Yeah, you Fauci's a guy that loves being in front of the camera. You don't have to be in front of the camera nearly that much to be director of the NIH, by the way. And yet mm-hmm. we'll turn heads away when it looks like we were funding well, when it's shown exactly that we were funding gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Or we'll turn heads away when we say that the science has changed when we have no underlying data. And that's why you have to wear a mask now. The problem is both of them are in positions of high power and they're both in bed with the media. Anthony Fauci's on all the networks whenever he wants to be, just like Andrew Cuomo was with CNN. They're in bed with the media. They wield actual power. They have no moral backbone between them. And there are, they are enacting policies and spearheading policies that minimize the liberty of the American people or the people of New York, respectively. That is a huge problem. And so when you... When they go downstream and say, well, it's Tucker Carlson's fault, which, look, I'm not saying I agree with Tucker about everything. I, I don't. I don't agree with Tucker about a lot of things, although I think he was a gentleman when he was confronted by that guy in the fly fishing shop, which yes, he didn't yes, have he to was. be. Um, yes. I have a lot of respect for him, even if I don't agree with him uh, in instances like that. Uh, or when they try and blame Republican Party writ large, or when they try and blame vaccine hesitancy on, on those rubes in the middle of the country who just don't follow the science. Go screw yourself. That's nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with the fact that you have cashed your last check 
you have no credibility left. Top to bottom, be it COVID vaccines or sexual harassment lawsuits. This is all right. And this is why we say on this show that the, you know, I get nervous mentioning this because I do think you need to respect expertise. But the important thing to remember is that the experts and the expertise does not reside anymore in the positions of power. And that should scare everybody to death. And I think it just is more emphasis on you to, as an individual, to understand what's best for your family, to understand what's best for you, to make those decisions carefully, because it is just clear time and time and time and time and time again that the people that are running the show, so to speak, do not care about you. They Mm -hmm. care about their position. They care about their power. Yep. Magna Carta. (laughs) Well said, Hunter. Thanks. I, I, I think that's... A perfectly good place to let this one lie. I love what you said. It's time for you to be responsible for yourself. You know, the, the, who cares what the experts say? The only reason you should care what the experts say is because the expert might have expert data. And that used to be true. It used to be true. Think about the way and, Jordan Peterson talks and the way Dr. Fauci talks. Exactly. It would, it would change the game. It would absolutely change the way you thought about what your government was telling you if, it, if the roles were reversed. And it's not like that, and it shows. I I think of the Kathy Newman interview, Hunter. Yeah. I think the Kathy Newman interview where he's rattling off the statistics chapter and verse. When has Fauci ever done that? When has he ever gave us stats on anything? And and that's what I mean when I say, because I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek when you were saying it's a problem that we can't trust the experts anymore. And I'm being a little tongue-in-cheek. I never trusted the experts. I trusted the experts because they provided expert data so that I could develop a opinion, Right. Why do we never get the facts from Cuomo? Why do we never yeah. get the nursing home deaths? Why do we never get the, the actual death rate from, from Anthony Fauci? The seven-day rolling average, daily average deaths in New York right now is 6.6 6 deaths a day. 6.6. 6. And yet, let's go back to, they're, they're a high traffic zone, Hunter. They're yeah, a breakout no zone. 6.6 6 no deaths a day. And that's what your liberty is worth, by the way. The liberty yeah. of all 350 million of us 300 and something deaths a day a fraction of a frac a percent of a percent so what do you do with that there's the headlines none of them are good all of them are full of hypocrites and the only thing you can do now is to not be a hypocrite yourself and one of the best ways to accomplish that is to not freeload when you listen to the show yeah, you dirty freeloaders. You dirty Buy free- our stuff. But go to fnxfit.com right now or carlpooling.com slash fnx. Buy yourself something that will, will make you less of a reprehensible lard ass. There's not much hope for you, but, you There's know, maybe. Not. Maybe. Maybe a you powder know, or a cream of some sort would help right. you in your particular situation. And if it FNX. would, for one, you'd, you'd be resolving one problem straight away, and that's the problem of just expecting to get this show for free. You ingrate. <laughs> I saw that FNX Fit was having a 50% off sale. So 15% off sale? 50. 50? 50, sir. So you can get that Ooh. sweet 50 discount plus the extra 15%. I don't know if that's true, but let's just say it is Look, for marketing it'll, it'll probably work out fine. I'm positive it will work out fine. they're not listening to the ad. Use checkout code CARLPOOLING. Actually, hold, hold on a second, Hunter. Don't take advantage of the 50% off. Yeah, that's actually, more. That's, that's actually just more freeloading on your part. I want that's you guys ridiculous. to pay full price, <laughs> buy more than you need, and use checkout code Carl Pooling, 
uh, when you get there. That's for one five percent off at checkout. Hunter, I think we've got some emails. Yeah, uh, give me a second. I'll vamp uh, for you. Yeah, go for it. I'll pull it up here just a second. I'll just say we had one email. Got it from my from our buddy, uh, our buddy Derek, and. Look, Derek, I love you, buddy. There's absolutely no way I can read this email on air. I yeah, I, I love you to death. What do you want to know? Thanks for thanks know? for being a fan of the show. Thanks for listening, and maybe tone it down. <laughs> yeah, maybe tone it down a bit, Derek. Love you, bud. Uh, so Joshua, who emailed us last week, sent us a follow up email after we had a little back and forth, and he asked an interesting question that we can talk here near the end. Um, I do actually have an argument that I care about and would care to defend if I had to. What is your take on video games cause violence? I very much believe that it's utter nonsense and completely false, and there's definitely evidence to support that too. So Christopher, uh, what do you think about video games causing violence? Now, I understand that you are one of these people who plays the video games, yes. Well, they cause me to be violent to my mouse and keyboard. (laughs) That's fair. Uh, That's fair. Let me zig on this for just a second. Video games are absolutely one of the coolest frontiers in art and narrative. I yes. think that the uh, the question that they cause violence is derivative of this. They do make an impact. Like video games definitely have the ability to move you emotionally. Um, for instance, I don't think people would say that that sports are free of impact you know you can say it's just a silly game and in a lot of ways you're right uh right. particularly if you're talking about the american women's national soccer team but i think we all understand when we're watching somebody perform or we're watching a team perform a task together and they perform an amazing feat that helps them overcome a difficult ride we're all on our feet Right. And and we're all cheering. And the reason is because we've watched a display of expertise. We've watched someone Mm -hmm. approach the and Jordan. Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot. As I recall, we've watched somebody approach the the chaos at the bounds of their realm of expertise. And Mm -hmm. it's engaging to us on a on a narrative level, on an immediate level, you know, and now you've got not only video games that deliver you a straightforward narrative that can be impactful with moving characters in a similar way that watching a film might impact you. But we have these, the, I mean, we have esports that are going mad right now where people are, are spending tons of money to go watch their favorite teams compete in a video game, right? Obviously right. something's happening here. Something very interesting is happening here. Uh, and, and I think something very good, honestly. So, so let me start out by just saying the obvious truth, which is that video games have been a cultural impact that we probably have not seen the end of or realized right. the, the total impact of. Yeah, I agree with this completely. I also want to just kind of put in a fact, you know what happens at the end of some soccer games in other countries? Yeah. The stands fight. And so the, the point is, the question is just badly phrased, right? It's like, does art affect human beings, yes or no? Well, the answer is obviously yes, it does. Right, right. And and so the the real question is, do video games affect it more than other pieces of art or sport or anything like that? And the answer there is obviously not. Yeah, obviously. Right? Well, and then you ask the the follow up question, which is, is it worth the risk? And the answer is absolutely. Yes, and and this is the this is the problem is that you come from this generation that was very 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 worried about the new thing, mm-hmm. not realizing that it was an old thing they had. 
And that's right. the truth. It's all the same stuff we've always had in a different format that we've never had it before. But it's nothing new. It's still human beings engaging in sport. It's still human beings engaging in narrative. It just exists in monitors now. And because of that, people got nervous about it and asked weird questions about it. And it's just the same thing. What's the real problem? Man's heart. Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Like what, what causes us to become violent? What causes us to, to raid the field or, right. or you know attack our, our partner or do whatever the cavalcade of evil things that humans get up to do it's it's because of our souls and what are our souls built on well at least right. in part it's narrative yeah. and and that's what causes people to be violent so are video games a new way to cause to to translate narrative both in a in a direct and meta sense absolutely can that cause people to be violent in theory but it's not really the video game doing it and you wouldn't right. sacrifice narrative on the altar of video games or vice versa yes. and so and so uh I guess I, I think the point that that Josh is talking about is that there was this prudential belief in the early aughts, late '90s that there was something about the New. patterns, yeah, of yeah. Video, of playing the video game and being the character and seeing all these deaths. Uh, that's utter tripe. I think that's utter tripe. Yeah. So I hope that I hope that answers your question. I don't think there's any evidence to suggest that there's any kind of like you know Project Wormwood brainwashing effect that makes you more violent by engaging in the video game but go uh, look at how many people are involved on twitch on a daily basis and then go f do the cross study on how many of them commit <laughs> violent murders and the answer is you've done it already it doesn't yeah, right yeah there's well, no correlation i'm actually pretty I'm, I'm pretty sure that there's a positive correlation with, with <laughs> murders and twitter but there there yeah. we are yeah uh, twitter's dominated by democrats so what are you saying chris that's, that's right anyway that's right. right. Uh, hey, Josh, thanks for the question. Thanks for all your feedback. A lot of, lot of encouraging stuff in there. We love having you as one of the listeners, so stick with us. All right. Anything else, Hunter? Follow the show at the places where you follow the show at. Follow us at the places where you follow us at. That's it. Get out of here. Yep, yep. Get out of here and go, go get tested.